Hello, wild one. Welcome to the Shamanic Tantra Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Taraya, and I'm honored to have you on this journey with me. My intention with this show is to create a sacred space for conversations around all the things I wish I were taught growing up. I'm here to remind you that all of you is sacred. Every emotion, every experience, and every energy that runs through your body and heart is holy. Shamanic Tantra is a path I walk and it's a path of liberation. Freedom that's found deep within the body and deep inside the breath. It's a path of reclamation, of integrating every shade of who you are. The wild, the wonderful, the primal, and the pure. All is welcome here. It's a path of truth, of devotion to the pulsing, quivering truth of this very moment. As that's all there ever is. May we love each other, may we honor each other, and may we celebrate each other as we walk each other home. Aho, and on we go. Hello, everybody. This is Holly Taraya coming at you live this morning from the Costa Rican jungles. Thank you for tuning into the Shamanic Tantra podcast. And today I'm going to be sharing with you all the delicious things that can happen in your mind, body, and heart when you take the goal out of sex, whether that's self-pleasure, sex with a partner, or anything in between. And so the title of today's podcast is Pleasure is the Measure, Taking the Goal Out of Sex. And in today's episode, we're going to be diving into the difference between a goal and an intention. We'll be diving into how to remove the goal and how it actually will lead to better orgasms when you do, ironically enough, and how this tantric practice of removing the goal will shift your whole life experience. So this phrase, pleasure is the measure. I love this so much. It's such a great mantra. And I learned this mantra from Emily Nagowski's book, Come As You Are. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. So pleasure is the measure, taking the goal out of sex. So what is the goal? What is the traditional socially conditioned goal we have around sexuality? It's typically the orgasm, the climax, the peak, the grand finale, right? (laughs) And so often our sexual experiences can be so focused on this goal, like we're rushing to get there, like rush, rush, rush. And again, this could be either in our self-pleasure practice, this could be in practice with a partner. But the goal becomes the main intention. The goal becomes the objective, the focus. And we're so focused on the goal that everything else sort of becomes like a bystanding product, right? Like a means to an end. Like, yeah, foreplay means to an end. Yes, making out and touch me here and touch me there, a means to an end. But one of the deepest tantric practices of life itself, not just with sexuality, but a way to relate to life itself is to live deeply in the present moment as the end itself, 
not a means to an end, not a bridge to another end, but as the means itself, as the journey itself, regardless of the destination. And when we live on a tantric path and embody a tantric way of living, this becomes the way we live. We focus on the present moment, what's available in this moment, and the goal, the journey itself becomes the goal. And so this is really the difference between having a goal and having an intention. A goal is disembodied. A goal is outside of me and now, and it's over there in the future then. (laughs) So me and now, this present moment, the goal outside of me, and it's then, right, in the future, almost like a carrot on a string or like a horizon line on the ocean. So a goal is very disembodied. It's it's very much in the masculine, masculine linear time and space, and it's outside of ourselves. It's not achievable in this moment. It requires time and distance and effort to achieve this goal. So that's what a goal is. It's like typically number-oriented. And there's an achievement that wants to be taking place, right? So we build a path from me to then, from here to then, we build a path to arrive us at our goal. Very disembodied, in my opinion. An intention, on the other hand, is here and now. How do I intend to feel? How do I intend to receive this moment? How do I intend to communicate and show up? in this moment. And typically an intention is either derived around a mantra or a core desired feeling that you wish to experience. So for example, my intention in this moment is to show up with full presence and power to clearly communicate how I'm feeling and what I want to express. It has nothing to do with tomorrow. It has nothing to do with outside of myself. It is right here, right now, embodied intention of how I desire to feel. And so the difference between a goal and an intention, a goal is disembodied and future focused. An intention is here and now embodied in the present moment. Another difference between a goal and an intention, a goal, either you reach it or you don't. It's very black and white, right? So my goal is to have five dates by the end of this month, let's say. You either reach it or you don't. And if you don't reach that goal, you're likely to feel very disappointed with the road that got you to the goal or arrived you to the doorstep of the goal. So if my intention is to have five dates by the end of this month and I only achieve four, if that's my goal, then by the end of this month, I'm likely to negate the pleasure the connection and the love that those four dates gave me because I'm going to be so consumed with disappointment that I didn't reach my goal. And so the only moment of pleasure that's typically available in a goal is the celebration of accomplishment. But my question to you becomes, what if you don't accomplish your goal? Can you still celebrate? Can the road to the goal itself become delightful? Can you remove success and failure off of your plate and just know that enjoying every moment is enough? So that's one of the main differences between a goal and an intention. A goal is black and white. You either reach it or you don't. It's measurable. And along with that, 
is the possibility for a sense of failure. The opposite of accomplishment, failure, right? An intention, on the other hand, is how you desire to move along that path. So the goal becomes the horizon. The intention becomes how am I, how am I going to feel getting there? How do I wish to navigate? What means of transportation do I want to utilize to get from here to there? And the intention can be woven into every movement, every breath, every interaction. And there is no failure or success with an intention. It's simply an intention. If you lose track of your intention in that moment, you have not failed. You've simply lost your intention. And you come back to it with your breath, with your embodiment, with your presence. So an intention is a subtle steering of the ship. Noticing when you're veering off track from your intention and veering back in. No failure, no shame, just pure awareness around how you desire to feel. And so this is the big difference between a goal and intention. And how does this show up in sexuality? How does this show up in our sexual experiences? Well, if orgasm becomes the one and only goal, then if we haven't reached orgasm either with ourselves in our own bodies or been able to experience orgasm through the partner, with the partner, then we have failed, right? According to this societal conditioning. Either we have failed or our partner has failed or we have both failed. So it's a lot of disappointment that comes up when you have orgasm as the one and only goal. But the thing to understand here, and this is why I really recommend reading the book Come As You Are, because it really helps you deep dive into the science of orgasm and pleasure. The thing to understand here is there are so many factors that either contribute to an orgasmic state or diminish an orgasmic state. And there's no right or wrong with either. It just is what it is. Some days it rains, some days it doesn't. Some days there's clouds, some days there aren't. There's nothing right or wrong with either state. And our bodies are the same. And the irony is, is that one of the key ingredients for an orgasmic state is surrender. Surrender. Taking your hands off the wheel and loving what is, flowing with what is. But if our hands are so tightly gripped on the wheel because we're focused so intensely on orgasm, either for ourselves or our partner, it's the opposite of surrender, my loves. It's control. So anytime we become too focused on goals, we're also too focused on control. Goal equals control. Intention equals conscious surrender. They're very similar in their outcomes, but they're totally different in their approaches. And so... If my invitation to you today is to remove the goal from sex, you may be thinking, oh, well, then what are we working towards? Where is this ship floating to? <laughs> right? If there isn't a very clear goal in sex, then what's the point? How do we know whether or not we've completed the mission of our sex that day? How do we know whether or not we've succeeded or whether or not we're content if there's no specific end goal? And this is such a good question. How do we know? How do we know? Because we make pleasure the measure. Pleasure becomes the intention, not orgasm. Having ourselves open to receive delicious sensation on our skin, 
in our body, having our hearts be open to receive the pleasure of love and vulnerability and intimacy, having our bodies be open to wildly express and move and sound, taking in the pleasure of sensations through our senses, touch, smell, aromas, sounds, utilizing the pleasure as the measure to remind us that we are indeed alive and our hearts are beating and our wombs are pulsing. This is the intention of sexual connection, to feel pleasure in that moment, to allow pleasure to bring us back to the present, to utilize pleasure as a meditative force, to feel how incredible it is to look into the eyes of our lover and see the god or goddess in them, to know how pleasurable it is to drop all thoughts and distractions and drop deeply into the body. This is the intention of sexual connection. Pleasure is the measure. And what is so beautiful and paradoxical and ironic about this is that orgasms will likely come and they will likely be better because you've removed them as the expectation and you're loving what is just for the pure pleasure and momentary experience. The orgasm is likely to unfurl and unfold because you're allowing yourself to become more embodied and tuned into your sensations and your heart and your breath. And when you bring in the breath and the heart and the presence, that's what allows you to unfold into orgasmic frequency, into an orgasmic experience. Remember, in order for us to orgasm, we need to experience surrender. And so when we drop the goal of orgasm and allow the orgasm to perhaps flow in or not, we're not attached to it. Our sense of ego isn't attached to it. Like I'm only a good lover if I'm able to orgasm or I'm only a good lover if I'm able to provide an orgasm to my partner, right? We remove the ego from it. We remove the goal. We remove the expectation. And when we remove all that, we also remove disappointment. We could have such an incredibly enriching sexual experience of deep intimacy and connection with ourselves or with a partner. And there is no, there is no orgasm and it's so delicious either way. It's delicious either way, right? And so my invitation to you today is to really remove the goal of orgasm from your sexual experience and instead replace it with an intention for pleasure. Pleasure is the measure. We're measuring how much pleasure can I bring into my body in this moment? How much love and intimacy can I allow to flow through my body? How much can I be in tune with my sensations and the air against my skin and the sound of my lover's breath in my ear and just delight in all of that as it is? Then you allow the entire experience to be enriching, not just the quick orgasm. And when you allow the entire experience to be enriching, that's when you unfurl and unfold into deeper states of ecstasy, bliss, and surrender. And that, my friends, is what allows for an orgasmic state. And so this is a deeply tantric practice to be anchored into the now, the here and now, not the out there. <laughs> horizon of a goal, and to allow this moment itself to be all that you have. 
and allow your focus to be the intention and trust that that is enough to get you to where you want to go. Being anchored with an intention of deep pleasure without a goal will likely to arrive you to the places you want to experience, the things you want to experience. And I know for myself, stepping out of goal mentality and into intentionality has been a huge transition for me because it's sort of like switching from like patriarchy to spirituality and feminine trust, right? The old paradigm of like, I have to have everything on a spreadsheet and and mapped out for the next year of of goal setting (laughs) into a place of deep and intuitive surrender that having core desired feelings for how I want to feel and show up and give and receive in this moment, every moment is enough. Right. And that's switching from a masculine approach to a feminine approach. And so if you're desiring to step deeper into your feminine essence, whether as a man or as a woman, step deeper into the mystery, the void, the unknown, the embodied now, how can you live more with intentionality of how you desire to feel in every moment and less with goals, less with numbers, less with dates, less with timelines, right? Projected into the future. Inhale that all back into your body, all your goals. into the here and now, embody your goals, and let that goal inform you of how you desire to show up with intention in this moment. Why do you want that goal in the first place? How do you think it's going to make you feel once you achieve that goal? Maybe achieving that goal is going to make you feel successful, proud, loved, inspired. But why would you put your love, inspiration, and success so far outside of yourself into the future, which may or may not happen, (laughs) when instead you can choose in this moment to live with success, to live with abundance, to live with love, to live with celebration, to live with gratitude, and to meet every moment with that energy, with that intention, regardless of whether or not it meets your expectation, regardless of whether or not it aligns with what you thought would happen. Can you love this moment? Can you meet this moment in fullness? Once you start living in the here and now with embodied intention and you vibrate at such a strong resonance of your core desired feelings and intentions, your whole trajectory for life will change in sexuality and out, in business, in life, in relationship. How you dance with life in this moment is what's going to dictate where that dance will lead you, where that ship will lead you. So instead of being so focused on the horizon of where the ship is going, bring your vision back. Close your eyes. How are you holding the wheel? How is the crew on the ship being nurtured? How are you being nurtured? Have you eaten? Are you clear on how you want to feel? Bring your embodied awareness into the here and now and focus less on the horizon because the horizon may never come. And if you're so focused on the horizon, guess what? Once you reach that horizon, once you reach that goal, (laughs) you're going to be 10 steps ahead of yourself, focused on the next goal, and you never truly feel satisfied. You never truly feel satisfied. And so this is how the tantric art of sacred sexuality, removing the goal of orgasm and being focused on the intention of pleasure as the measure, will change your whole entire life, not just your sexual expression, not just your relationships, not just your self-pleasure but how you live. 
And so if we can bring a practice into the deepest part of ourselves, which is our sexuality, and we can imprint a new way of being and living there, then our whole blueprint for how we operate in this world will change. That's why Tantra is such a powerful path. Because in Tantra, we go, we descend down to the belly, to the bottom of our core, of where our life originates in our primal sexual essence. And we go to the foundation, the blueprint, and we reprogram and rewrite how we live. And then from there, if we can do it there with our sexual energy, then the tree from which we bloom, the construction that rises from the blueprint of our sexual relating changes, everything changes. So my invitation to you is to really allow this to sink into your being. What would it be like for me to take the goal of orgasm out of sex? When I invite you to do that, what comes up inside of you? Notice. This is valuable information. Notice what arises. Are you thinking, well, if I remove orgasm from sex, then what's the point? If I remove orgasm from sex, then how will I know I've done it right? How will I know my partner's satisfied, right? All these questions. And likely these are questions of the ego, right? Validation. <laughs> how do I know if I've succeeded? How do I know if I've done it right? These are all ego goals. Versus soul intention of making pleasure the measure. How does this moment feel? How can I, how can I open myself up deeper to allow more pleasure into this experience? How can I become more embodied in the present moment and less distracted so there's more spaciousness to feel this pleasure. If you can allow that into your being during sexual connection, your whole life will change. The way you do business will change. The way you plan your week will change. The way you show up in every moment will change because you'll realize every moment in this here and now is all you ever have and you get to decide how you show up. And there is no failure in that. There's simply veering off path and veering back on <laughs> with every breath every moment. There is no failure. And this is why Tantra is such a deep philosophy of the here and now, of the embodiment of the here and now, because that's truly all we ever have. I think we've all learned that these last couple years. I know for me, everything that happened in 2020, deciding to close my studio, right? After I had a whole year, 2020 was all figured out for me. I had a spreadsheet of all the numbers, all the goals, all the, all the stats, all the KPIs, right? And boom, something came out of left field that I never could have predicted. And I spent a year of my life dissolving disappointment, dissolving failure, dissolving I am not enough, dissolving how could I not see this coming, right? I spent a year of my life really feeling the negative effects of living so far in the future with goal. And it's embodying the removing the goal of orgasm in my sexual practice and my self-pleasure practice that made me realize that living with intention is so much more satisfying and rewarding and actually leads to better living than living projected externally into the future with goals. So this was a deep lesson for me. I had to go through a deep portal of pain and suffering because of all the goals I'd set for myself that never happened. The grief of that, the disappointment of that, 
right? The shame of that. And it was utilizing my self-pleasure practice and taking orgasm out of the goal and making pleasure the measure, making the embodied pleasure of the moment the only thing that counts. And of course, like I'd shared earlier, that led to incredible orgasms, mind-blowing orgasms with myself and with my partners. And it's also allowed me to realize that today is all that counts. Today is all that truly matters. And when we can rise up into the higher chakras through breath work, through meditation, through visualization, we can really see the height of our potential, the, the truest, most radiant, expansive version of ourself. But it's here. It's in this moment. It's not somewhere in the future. It's not five months from now. It's not X, Y, and Z goals from now. It's right here. It's available in every moment. And when we embody that potential, that's what intention is. We're embodying our highest potential and we're staying focused with clear intention and containment of how we desire to show up in every single moment. And when you can do this in your sexuality and you can allow every experience to be pleasurable, even when it's not even when it's painful, even when it's hard, even when shame comes to the surface, even when guilt and rage come to the surface, you can stay anchored in your pleasure because to be alive is a gift. And if you're experiencing rage and shame in this moment, there's pleasure in being alive because your heart is still beating. Your feet are on the earth. And even if you're channeling hard emotions through your body, there's pleasure in this aliveness. And so pleasure is the measure, my friends. How can you open yourself up to more pleasure in every moment? This is what it means to be embodied. This is the path of tantric awakening, is to become alive in every moment, to become present in every moment, to become here and now in every moment. And when, again, when we can do that with our sexuality, we can do that with our whole experience. So that's my message for you today is to make pleasure the measure by taking the goal out of sex and allowing your intention to be your driving force. And so if you desire to learn more about how to embody deeper presence and allow that to come into your sexual expression, I invite you to join me for Tantric Awakening, which is a three or six month mentorship where we first start off our journey with a month of presence of embodying presence, of allowing yourself to return to the here and now, of removing the goal and replacing it with intention because this is the foundation. Presence is the foundation for your pleasure. Presence is the foundation for your power. And presence is the foundation for your highest potential. And so the journey that I weave and take my clients through begins first and foremost with presence. And it is from rooted presence that you can rise and bloom into pleasure in every moment. You're here with a mission to inspire and impact many through your purpose. I'm here to support your mission by sharing the tools, practices, and teachings of Tantra, empowering you to become empowered by pleasure as you light up the world with your love and service. Serve from overflow. This is the new paradigm way of the embodied feminine leader, and I am honored to teach you how. 
I'm here to help you gently release any and all things within your being that are out of alignment and no longer true so you can create space for all your desires to enter your life. No more sacrificing yourself for service. No more putting pleasure, rest, and celebration at the bottom of the pile. It's time to let your feminine essence and primal sensual power become your new fuel source. It's time to come fully alive. Your tantric awakening awaits. Join me for Tantric Awakening, a three or six month mentorship for women to return to the throne of your body and become fully alive. Click the link below and visit hollytoriacom slash mentorship to begin your Tantric Awakening journey today. Thank you for joining me today on the Shamanic Tantra Podcast. To dive deeper on your Tantra journey, visit my website at hollytoraya.com for my online courses, books, private mentorships, and group coaching programs. Please subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with your friends. May you live in truth, beauty, and freedom. Love, Holly Toraya.